Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This episode is The Value of a Good Apology. Since everyone blows it sometimes, we could all benefit from knowing how to give a really good apology. It may not change what happened, but it can change how the other person feels about it. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. We all blow it sometimes. If you have untreated ADHD, it probably, probably feels as if you blow it a lot. Treatment can improve your batting average, but you'll still never attain perfection. The ability to give a good apology is a great skill to have, regardless of who you are. So let's talk about it. It isn't as simple as just saying you're sorry. In fact, a lousy apology can actually make things worse if the other person assumes that you really don't care but are just trying to make the problem go away. This just adds insult to injury. In order to apologize for something, you first need to be aware that you've done something wrong. It's possible that something happened that you weren't aware of. Or perhaps the other person interpreted events differently than you did and feels hurt by it. You may not know what exactly happened, but you may get a sense from the other person's mood or actions that something happened. This is the time to show concern and start asking questions. It isn't your responsibility to make the other person tell you, but it is your responsibility to ask. At least if you ask, you can't be faulted for not trying to make the situation better. Of course, if you want to increase the odds that the other person will tell you, you need to be known as someone who handles these sorts of things well, rather than getting defensive, flipping out, or making things worse. Once we're aware of what we did, we need to deal with it within ourselves before we can say anything to the other person. It feels bad to make a mistake or realize that we hurt someone. If it feels as if this happens too often, or we keep making the same mistakes, it's easy to get down on ourselves and either fly into defensiveness or crumble into embarrassment. At these times, we may be so overwhelmed with our own feelings that we can't possibly deal productively with the other person's feelings. A little guilt or shame is a good thing since it keeps us honest. However, too much guilt or shame is less productive because it tends to shut us down or make us defensive. At these times, we may try to deny that we were responsible for what happened or minimize how big a deal it is. Or we may blame someone else for what happened or rationalize why we did what we did. So, for example, I wouldn't have started yelling if you didn't criticize me so much. These defensive behaviors may help us feel better in the moment, but they don't do much to make the other person feel better and probably make them worse, or at least make them more angry. These defensive reactions also blind us to our role in what happened, so we're less able to see how we could do things better next time. 
So the first step in an apology is to calm our own reaction so we can see beyond the immediate situation of trying to not feel bad. This isn't easy and takes some strong self-esteem. It may take some time to get over that strong initial reaction, so you may need to come back afterward to clean things up when you have your head on straight again. But definitely better late than never. Now, I talked about this in the podcast, Adversity Makes You Stronger, hopefully, on September 9th, so you may want to check that out if you missed it. Since ADHD behaviors are so easily misinterpreted by other people, part of the apology may also involve reinterpreting the behavior. For example, I really do value your time, but it's really hard for me to run on time. It always has been. It's important that the other person not personalize the ADHD behavior, as in, you did this to her because you didn't care enough to do better. That just adds fuel to the fire. Now, others will be much more forgiving if you come across as genuinely concerned and well-intentioned. They may still not be thrilled with you all the time, but they probably won't get as angry about it. When you do blow it and need to apologize, remember to take the following steps. Number one, admit what you did wrong. Be honest and thorough. Minimizing it will probably only make things worse. Number two, recognize the impact on the other person. Helping the other person feel understood will go a long way towards making things better. Number three, say what you'll do differently in the future, or at least try to do differently. In my opinion, I think an apology inherently contains a promise to not repeat the problematic behavior. Otherwise, it can come across as something of a free pass. Of course, you shouldn't promise what you can't deliver, so you may need to acknowledge that it will probably happen again, but that you'll at least do your best to minimize it. No one can really ask you to do more than that. And finally, in the apology, make amends if necessary. So, in other words, there are times when it's best if you fix whatever the problem is, such as replacing a DVD that you borrowed and can't find. Other times, a token gesture can soothe some ruffled feelings, such as doing someone a small favor, or buying someone a drink, or whatever. Now, there are times when someone else feels hurt, but we don't feel that we're responsible for it, or we didn't do what it is that the person is accusing us of. Generally, the best approach to take in these situations is to acknowledge the person's feelings and say that you're sorry that you know, she feels bad. Now, you shouldn't accept responsibility for something that you don't think you did, because that's potentially as problematic as denying what you did do. You might say something along the lines of, I'm sorry that messed up your day, since that really wasn't my intention. I'm pretty sure that I left you that message, but if I didn't, I'm sorry. You may not have tons of control over your ability to do all the things right at the right times, but you do have some ability to fix things afterwards. Remember that the hallmark of a good relationship is resilience, that is, the ability to rebound from the trouble spots. In fact, it's that ability, it's that resilience, that gives us real confidence in the relationship and in the other person. We're judged only partly by our actions, but also by our intentions. A good apology may not change the action, but it can reveal the intention. 
Now, at the end of each of these podcasts, I like to share interesting information about upcoming events or things that might be of interest to listeners. And this definitely fits in it. ADD Resources is going to be hosting its eighth annual conference on Saturday, November 14th in the Seattle suburbs. We've got a bunch of great presenters, and I'll be doing the morning keynote and then also a breakout session. So that should be a lot of fun. I think you'll learn a lot if you come. So hope to see you there. Uh, You can get more information at addresources.org. Our next episode will be Create a Lifestyle You Can Live With. Everyone functions best when they have a balanced lifestyle, but untreated ADHD makes it really hard to pull off. Fortunately, the more you get on top of your ADHD, the easier it becomes. So until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.